0: Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Welcome to the Jesse Blake Sports Report. Whether this is your first time here or your last time here or somewhere in between, I appreciate that you are here right now so that we can discuss the lack of good quarterbacking in the National Football League. So I did the unthinkable today. I did the thing. I made a power ranking. It's really just a tier list. It's it's five tiers. And I, I put all of the quarterbacks going into the Week 12 season, uh, Week 12 uh, slate of games into five different categories. And doing this exercise I learned that there is a lot of mediocre quarterbacking going on in the national football league. And it wasn't just this exercise, this exercise really what like hammered the point home for me, but like throughout the course of the season, you could kind of see it coming. 10 different rookie quarterbacks have started this year so far. 48 different quarterbacks all t- all season long have started. 48 different QBs have started for all of the teams. And the record in a non-strike year, so a year where like they didn't just have a whole bunch of quarterbacks filling in because uh, the actual guys were on strike, is 66. And that number was set last year. And it's becoming a trend in football right now. And it's not a great trend because it seems like in the mid-2010s, there was an abundance of great quarterbacks. And I'm not talking, like, regular great i'm talking hall of fame level great from peyton manning to drew Brees to tom brady to russell wilson at his peak to guys like andrew luck matt ryan even in his heyday there were so many really 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 good quarterbacks throughout the 2010s and then now we're getting into the 2020s and it seems like these last two seasons especially there is an abundance of really bad quarterbacking and i guess this is just where the league is going right now but i want to go through my tier list and i want to talk about kind of each guy we'll we'll go through and br- go through them briefly but that last category of where we got the bad quarterbacks at the end of the in tier 5 it shows you just you go through all of these teams and so many have settled on a starter That shouldn't be starting and I don't think I've ever seen that before where we have serious teams teams that are aiming for the playoffs teams with winning records that are starting quarterbacks who should not be starting one team in particular stands out to me the most because I watched that full full game uh, with a couple other games on a couple of the screens at the same time and my eyes hurt. Because I could see the lack of connection that this quarterback has with his receivers and the offensive coordinator has with calling correct plays. And I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and Kenny Pickett, who is absolutely useless. And Matt Canada uh, is absolutely useless, uh, useless at calling anything that'll get any kind of offense going. And that is a horrendous situation. And something just, that's one situation across many situations in football right now, where it's very similar. I look at the Jets. I'm, I'm, I'm getting into it right now. So uh, let's just get to the tier list so I can actually talk about these different situations. And then after we do the tier list, we're going to do what's happening. And I'm going to get your comments from last episode, uh, where I got your regional blackout stories. There were some really good ones. so I'm gonna read those to you guys. But let's get to this. So first category, I didn't name them. I usually I usually like naming all the categories. So maybe we can do this together as, as we go through them. Lamar, Mahomes, Hertz, Goff, and Purdy. This tier, tier one, I'm going to call the I know you can get it done. I know you can win a Super Bowl. If you were my QB and I built a great team around you, I know we could go to the Super Bowl. Lamar, Mahomes, Hertz, Goff, and Purdy. Now, Mahomes, Hurts, you can't argue with that. They have done it. They have gotten to the Super Bowl. Most, Mahomes has several. Um, Hurts was there last year. He, he is fantastic at all moments. And if you need a fourth and one, if you need a fourth and in inches, there's no better QB in the league to call on than Jalen Hurts. And I think those two are cemented in any top category tier list of QBs you're making. Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Baltimore Ravens, I think he sneaks into this tier because there's a lot of argument that he should be in the second tier with a couple other QBs. And that second tier I'm calling the, I I think you can get it done. You just got to prove it to me. But you're elite is what I'm calling category two. Lamar, if you think about it, Lamar, if you squint hard enough, should be in that second tier. But if you take a step back and you say, Look at all that they've done this season and how dominant the Ravens have been on the offensive side of the ball. This is going to be the year they win a playoff game. This is the year they're going to win a couple rounds. And I can easily see them in that AFC title game. And they got an outside shot at the Super Bowl. And I believe in Lamar Jackson. I believed in him going into this season. I think all of that contract stuff was, was a distraction. And now that is all out of the way. And every single week, I'm impressed by the Baltimore Ravens. And I would think it's a disservice to leave him out of that top category. Now, Jared Goff. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, excuse me, Brock Purdy doubters. Brock Purdy had one of the most impressive games on Sunday. And that was the game where it's like, we need a Purdy game. We need a game where he's doing the 300 yards, no interceptions, couple touchdowns, and it's not just handing it off to Christian McCaffrey and and Brandon Ayuk and all of the weapons and George Kittle is doing his thing. You know, And Debo's out there running wild. We need the Purdy game where he's the standout star. And we saw that on Sunday. And there's no doubts in my mind with the weapons around Purdy that Purdy is an elite quarterback and can lead the San Francisco 49ers to a Super Bowl. There's a reason they are the Super Bowl favorites because of everybody around Purdy, but because Purdy is such a great game manager and he can handle the situation. I think he needs to be in the top conversation of any QB conversation in the league. And now Jared Goff, the last quarterback in this first category. There's a wonderful article written about how Jared Goff had the worst game of his life in the Super Bowl in 2018 when he took the Rams to the Super Bowl. And and that's why he gets the first category um, distinction is one. If you'll see how I'm doing this, I believe in the team. The teams around the quarterbacks matter. That that is entirely in play. It is not we're dropping the QBs into all the same situation. This isn't hey, Zach Wilson gets to play with the 49ers offense. No, this is Purdy around the weapons that they have. Jared Goff around what the Lions have is elite. The Lions are one of the most underrated elite teams in the league right now, but they are they do have a lot of qualities of the second category in that we need to see you get it done. But Jared Goff has been in that situation, but he did not get it done in the situation. But he did get to the situation, the situation of the Super Bowl. He got to the Super Bowl and then he had his worst, worst game ever. That's a man who's been there, hasn't done that. I think the been there squeaks him into the upper tier, and the Lions as a whole cements his spot in tier number one. Tier number two. Josh Allen, CJ Stroud, Dak Prescott, Tua Tagovailoa. Oh, I did. Oh, that was a first, that was a first time go. Usually I got to retake uh Tua Tagovailoa. I'm not even, that wasn't that good. Oh, but I got it the first time there. Yay, go me. Dak. We all know Dak. I don't need to go deep on Dak. Dak can't get it done in the big games, but he's an elite quarterback who can handle a very good offense. I just want to see Dak have one good playoff game, and I haven't seen that ever. Um, so that's why Dak gets spot, uh, tier two and not. He's, he's a little better than the tier threes. We'll, we'll get to the tier threes, but Dak's been in playoff games before. He's just never done anything in them. Tua, very similar to Dak in that Tua's great. Tua can handle a good offense. The Dolphins, one of my favorite teams this year. Watching Tua cook is fantastic. Everything he does with Tyreek is great. We need to see in the playoffs tier number two. Oh my gosh, Josh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. If they could just first of all injuries, injuries suck uh, for the Bills on on both sides of the ball. Really, like they've been they've been hurt really hard with injuries, and that's really unfortunate for what looks like a pretty good team that's gonna hopefully squeak into a playoff spot. I think they will get there with the Steelers falling and Joe Burrow being out. I think they can sneak into the playoffs. But Josh Allen's decision making. Josh Allen's decision making is the only thing that holds him back from being an elite quarterback. He's reckless. He is reckless with the ball in so many situations when he just needs to do the simple thing. And that's going to hold him back from ever being a truly elite quarterback who can win the Super Bowl any given year if he can't get that decision-making together and the play calling from the offensive side of the ball, haven't been the greatest. And that's why they fired their offensive coordinator, obviously. And the defense has been, uh, the defense has been hurt by so many injuries, but this is about the quarterbacks and, and Josh Allen. He's, he's in that second category in that, like, if I got Josh Allen, I can get to the playoffs. I know we're going to be a good competitive team. If the weapons are around him, it's just like that next little step. Ken Allen take it, and he's not quite there yet. Tier number two. C.J. Stroud, rookie, is the controversial pick for tier two, but C.J. Stroud in his last three games, at least 330 passing yards including the 470 yard passing game uh, with the Buccaneers. He had Five TDs in that Bucks game, one TD in the Bengals game, and then two passing TDs today against Arizona. He did have three interceptions and one really late bad one um, in the Cardinals game. But CJ Stroud, so far this season, has proven that he is a gamer, he is a winner, that he can handle a playoff football team. And it's, it's so crazy that Stroud is doing this in a season where there are so many bad quarterbacks. And if I'm saying there are, no good quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud is the exception. He has come into this league and he has been elite. Everything I want out of the quarterbacks that I'm looking for, I'm like, hey... Where are all the good quarterbacks? That's the whole thing here. CJ Stroud is an exception. CJ Stroud is a good quarterback and he's on the cusp of a great quarterback so quickly into his career. He's got to be right up there with Dak. He's got to be right up there with Tua. I think if you pluck him into any of these elite offenses, he's making the playoffs with these teams. He's going, he, he could win a game or two. He's not quite there. I can't say he can get it done because he hasn't gotten it done. But if he gets it done, he can hop up into that elite category so quickly into his career. That's what I got in Tier 2. Tier 3, Justin Herbert, Geno Smith, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Dobbs, Sam Howell, and Kyler Murray. Justin Herbert, Geno Smith and Trevor Lawrence are kind of all the same in that you're going to plug one of them into your quarterback's position and you're going to you're going to be good. You're not necessarily going to be great. You're going to win games. You know, you're going to be in them because you have somebody who is competent at their job. This is the, OK. Tier three. You're competent. Yeah. Hey, you're, you're, you're competent at your job and you could be better. There we go. Tier three is you're competent. Could be better. Justin Herbert, so good. There's room to grow. We've been waiting for elite Herbert to emerge for so many years. Geno Smith, really great. He's kind of reached his peak in that there's not really like we're not expecting Geno to step up and eventually be this next thing. I think he is what he is at this point. But what Geno Smith is, is a really good quarterback who's out there giving it his all. And I feel like if Geno Smith is in a situation like San Francisco where he's with a team like that, they could be, like, a real contender. Trevor Lawrence, very similar to Geno Smith. Lots of room to grow. Very good right now. Very competent. Could be great. Sam Howell is shockingly competent. Sam Howell has been doing everything fine. Like, I got no problems with Sam Howell's game. I don't think it's going up a level, but it's been very adequate. And Josh Dobbs, I... I, I have here as well. Josh Dobbs has, has proven that he can be average. He can get it done in even a tricky situation like coming over to Minnesota a couple of days before and not knowing the playbook. He can get something done and and watching the game on Sunday night against the Denver Broncos, it was It wasn't the best Josh Dobbs game. A better quarterback might be able to win that game because what was wrong there was they were just unable to punch it in. But Josh Dobbs didn't have the weapons. You know, the Vikings are so hamstrung by injuries. And I feel like if Josh Dobbs is there for a little bit, he can be very competent and he can also, he can be a little little, little better. You know, so that's, that's that category. And I feel like that's fair for those five QBs. Now the fourth tier is the... You are what you are you're you can win a couple games, but you're not getting up there. You're not being great, you're not being elite. I'm unsure if you're competent most weeks. we don't know. That's Justin Fields, Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, and Dorian Thompson Robinson. Those one, two, three, four, five, six guys are. They are what they are at this point. They're gonna win you a couple games like tonight, as I just mentioned, that Vikings Broncos game. Russell Wilson looked good. Like Russell Wilson cooked that time. At times, like Broncos Country, let's ride. Russell Wilson got out there and he did a thing. He won a game. He let a last last minute drive down the field, and he got a great catch by Sutton in the last minute. Like fantastic way to go, Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson is what he is at this point. You know, he's not getting better. He's he's The early season Russell Wilson and last year's Russell Wilson is what you're getting for most of the season, and either you're going to have these little peaks of when he does something against a team like the Vikings, and all the guys on this list is, hey, yeah. Justin Fields is going to win a couple of games. He's going to have some really good games where he's like running like crazy and he's going to win. He looks really good. But at the end of the day, he's just Justin Fields and he's never going to be that Super Bowl winning quarterback for you. Derek Carr falls in that category. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield is just a plug and play quarterback. Like he's going to be the most average at all times. Matt Stafford, I think I'm being a tad disrespectful to. I think Matt Stafford should be in tier 3.5 in his own little tier, because I don't think he's amongst these quarterbacks in that they're, Oh, they're not, they're not ever going to get it done. They are just mediocre and will have little spikes, but with the injuries he's had, the way his decision-making has looked, his accuracy has been off his EPA per play is really low amongst QBs, but he still has the elite talent. Like Matt Stafford can still get it done if he's at his peak form. So I feel like, now that I'm looking at the list and I have Matt Stafford amongst those other quarterbacks, I need to take him out of there. And it might even be a little, little low to have him at a 3.5 and below like Herbert and Gino and those guys. Because in any given week, I might take Matt Stafford over Geno Smith. Like I don't think I'd take Matt Stafford over Herbert or Lawrence or who else I had there. But Josh Dobbs and Kyler? Like maybe let let's bump up Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is a is a tier three QB with Kyler and Howell and Dobbs and Lawrence and Smith. I, I I had him a little too low. That is a Super Bowl winning quarterback with a great arm who makes poor decisions at times and has a lot of injuries in the very recent past. So, but if it comes down to one game, I might take Matt Stafford over a guy like Sam Howell. So I feel like he should be in tier three and not team tier four. So. Let's switch that around. Tier 5. Tier 5 is where we get to the whole purpose of this show, and that is there are so many bad quarterbacks. Tier 5. Aiden O'Connell, Bryce Young, Tommy DeVito, Mac Jones, Jordan Love, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter slash Taylor Heineke, Zach Wilson, Garner Minshew, Will Levis, and Browning. I forget his first name, the guy who's filling in for... Uh, Joe Burrow, Jake Browning, Jake Browning. That is, let me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's 12 quarterbacks on 11 teams where you could say none of those guys are any good and are entirely replaceable. Now some of that is because this season we've lost Anthony Richardson. Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Joe Burrow, and Deshaun Watson. Those are very good quarterbacks that we've lost. And the injuries have really piled up this year. And I don't know if there's a way to protect the quarterback any more than football is doing right now because there are so many rules to protect the quarterback. But those are some really good QBs that are out. And because of that, we have this collection of quarterbacks that aren't good, At all, (laughs) like right from from Zach Wilson is an abomination to the position. And it was great to see him finally get benched in the third quarter today by Sala. Kenny Pickett, as I mentioned off the top, Kenny Pickett doesn't know how to connect with any of receive any of his receivers. It doesn't help that uh, the offensive coordinator there can't call a play to save his life. But Kenny Pickett doesn't make it any better. If you want to see a team try and win with 80 passing yards every single week, go watch the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jordan Love has had so many years in this league to prove that he can be an elite quarterback, and he's never been able to do that. Garner Minchie was a backup who is now starting. Um, Mac Jones is not a starting quarterback. Like I'm I'm waiting for Bill Belichick to fire Mac Jones into the sun. There's another QB who's had many years trying to be an elite quarterback and has never stepped up, and you can only get so many kicks in the can. And if you go down the list, Aiden O'Connell isn't a starting quarterback. There's somebody who's starting because Jimmy Garoppolo went out, who I— Forgot to mention on the list of quarterbacks who have gone out, Jimmy G is another one. And the NFL has, one, an injury problem and a talent problem. I don't know how you solve either of these things. I usually come here with some sort of solution to this. You know, like, hey, this is the issue and here's some solutions and how we move forward. But I think it just might be a cycle. I think right now, looking at this list, looking at this final tier of you're not good and I don't know what to do about you. You don't have to be starting tier tier five. It's just, this is the cycle we're in. We're in the cycle of a lot of season ending injuries to good QBs has led to a lot of garbage quarterbacks. And the talent that is supposed to rise up in the next generation that is supposed to come along, Kenny Pickett, Jordan Love, Zach Wilson, the three that stand out the most to me have not stepped up. Those guys were highly touted, got Have gotten plenty of runway, and I've seen nothing out of them. And it's a little disappointing because obviously the quarterback play is where you get a lot of the excitement out of the game. And we've seen game totals shrink this year because of this lack of offense, because of the lack of talent on the offensive end. So I don't have any solutions. If you got solutions in the comments, if you agree with my tears, if you disagree with where I've placed guys, let me know. We'll get to your feedback on the next episode on Thursday. But today, that's it for the QB talk. Today, let's get to what's happening where I tell you what's happening with you because you've reached out to me and I tell you what's happening on SDPN. So, I want to get to some feedback from last episode where I talked about regional blackouts, specifically in the NHL, but regional blackouts across pro sports. Here is some of your reaction Hockey Hobo89 said, What bugs me the most is they don't even put anything else on the channel. Just an image basically saying to get lost. Why can't we stream all Canadian teams in Canada? That's so true. I've never even thought of that. That's, that was the, that was the first one I wanted to go to because hockey Elbow, you make a great point. Why do they, why don't they just show other programming? Why do they have to show this is blacked out? Why can't they just show the games in the regions that they can show it? And then in the other regions, they show something else. That's such a great point. This is from Canuck Head. Being a Canucks fan in Calgary is very frustrating. Been a few times Sportsnet forgot to switch a Canucks game off until the end of the first period. They should make these games available if the local team isn't playing. This is from Nathan. I wanted to watch Lightning versus, Can- versus Canadians game in Montreal from Vancouver the other day. I could not watch the game, but somehow could watch Sabres, New York Rangers. Stupid that I can watch two American teams play, but not a Canadian team. This is from Michael Boyle. Michael says, I think the NHL is completely unprepared for the fact that all the big national Canada-US cable money is going away. They have to be selling international streaming rights with no restrictions on the MLS model, which involves shared risk and reward. It's not going to be one big number. That rights holder then has to work with the teams individually on some kind of co-marketing program with duplicate streaming. The big issue is that it's going to take time to tweak the model to generate something approaching the revenue they get from Rogers or whoever else. The time is now to get going on this. I... I 100% agree that they need to move to just something more creative than selling it to regional broadcast cable networks and all that stuff. It's, it, we need to enter the next era of TV watching and sports TV watching. This is from Trevorth1. This last one I'll read. Trevorth says, hey, Jesse, I live in Anchorage, Alaska, and can't watch Seattle cracking games on ESPN Plus because I'm in the region for Seattle local broadcast coverage only 2,200 miles away from Seattle. No big deal, right? It feels like I'm spending money to not watch the team I cheer for. It's an embarrassment on the league to side with failing business models instead of siding with fans that keep them in business. And there's so many stories like that of people just like, this makes no sense. Why is this the way it is? And then you get into all the legalese of why it is, and you're like, that's stupid. That shouldn't be that way. And hopefully that isn't like that forever, and that one day it does change. So um, thank you for all your feedback on the Regional Blackouts episode of this pod. I appreciate it. And uh, update from SDPN. The CJ Show and the Steve Dago Podcast will be out on Tuesday of this week because we have hosts from both of those shows flying back from Sweden. On Monday, so they will not be around to record on Monday. So look out for those new episodes on Tuesday. Go subscribe to the SDPN YouTube channel. We are closing in on a 100,000 subscribers and we're going to have some fun stuff coming for you when we reach 100. We're about 5K away, I believe. I think we passed 95. I got to check that number. But yeah, go subscribe to the SDPN YouTube channel. Uh, Like this video if you liked it. I appreciate that you have been here watching the Jesse Blake Sports Report. That is it for me today. Thank you for being here. You could have been anywhere in the world but which you chose to be watching or listening to this podcast right now. And I appreciate you for that. I will see you again on Thursday where I may talk a little about the Columbus Blue Jackets and how they've scratched Patrick Laine and how everything is a mess in Columbus. So maybe something else. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. All right. I'll see you on Thursday. Good night from Toronto. And that is how it's done. Yay! The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Oh! Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at all